You're listening to the Independent News Hour on WBAI 99.5 FM. I'm your host, uh, John Tarleton. My co-host, Amba Gagarian, is out today. Uh, so uh, we have uh, some more uh, uh, excellent guests in the coming up in the second half of our show. Uh, but want to ask you, if you can, please support this station. Please support WBAI 99.5 FM community radio listener-sponsored community radio that's been on the air here in New York for 63 years. That's only been possible because of the support of our listeners, especially WBAI buddies, people who give uh, $10 per month or more. Really, uh, the financial bedrock of the station that uh, give it uh, some financial stability uh, from one month to the next. And uh, whether you're a WBAI buddy or you decide to make uh, you know, a, a generous one-time contribution. You help keep this station on the air. You can call 212-209-2950 or go to give number two wbai.org. Again, that phone number is 212-209-2950 or give number two wbai.org. You make it possible for us to bring uh, the, the voices that you hear on the Independent News Hour every week. Uh, you, you heard from uh, uh, Lee Zishi, uh, uh, eco socialist and environmental organizer that was a part of the incredible statewide coalition of people that won the historic legislation uh, to bring public uh, power uh, to New York in a in a big way. Uh, you heard the voices of the Starbucks uh, baristas there. Uh, we're going to hear. Uh, more about uh, uh, criminal justice and the ongoing struggle to roll back our completely insane mass incarceration system uh, here in New York uh, from our upcoming guests. But it all starts with you, the listener, supporting the station. We don't have big uh, corporate benefactors or uh, you know deep-pocketed investors. We have you, our listener, calling 212 of five zero are going online to give number two wbai.org and pulling out the plastic and making the the contribution or even better signing up to be a wbai buddy when you do you get all sorts of uh, excellent uh, uh benefits uh that, that come with that uh membership uh, so it's two one two two zero nine two nine five zero i know from uh you know running the independent uh day-to-day i mean we are in a, a similar situation, uh, you know, always, uh, you know, hustling to, uh, pay the bills. So I have a lot of respect for WBAI and its community of supporters. Uh, but it, you know, 63 years is pretty amazing, but to get to six, number 64, you're going to take that continued support. And I mean, that money goes for like the most fundamental things. It helps keep the transmitter and the antenna up on top of four times square, the skyscraper right in the middle of Manhattan. Where that uh, beams the WBAI signal across the greater New York City region. Uh, you know, it, it helps pay for like that. I mean, the incredibly small staff at WBAI that keeps the station on the air. So when you give to WBAI, it's going for the basics and there's no, no, uh, frills, no luxuries. 212-209-2950 support this amazing community radio station. And uh, with that, I want to uh, move on uh, to our next guest. Um, 
We're going to talk in a minute with the Independence uh, uh, Ted Ham, our criminal justice correspondent. Uh, unfortunately, while there is uh, some good news coming out of Albany uh, with the uh, renewable energy, also the MTA got a boost in uh, funding that was uh, much needed. Uh, there was some real step backs uh, on criminal justice reform. Uh, Governor Hochul uh, really fought an all-out effort to uh, try to roll back some of the historic bail reform legislation from 2019. And uh, Ted's been following that and uh, and the district attorneys uh, who've been uh, playing a, a large role in, in, in that as well. Uh, Ted, welcome back to WBAI Radio. Thanks, John. Nice to be here. So uh, can you sum up for us uh, what uh, has uh, come out of all these uh, negotiations and back and forth around uh, criminal justice reform, around bail reform, and, and as well as discovery reform, these uh historic advances that were approved four years ago that have been under attack almost uh, constantly since then. Right. Well, there was an attack on discovery reform that was dropped last late last week. So that at least did not go forward. But the bail, the rollbacks of bail reform uh, proposed by Hochul have apparently are on their way to a passage. It's, it's not a done deal yet. Um, but, uh, they also, the changes are more substantial than first thought. So initially what she was proposing, what people understood that her to be proposing was removing the, uh, what's called the least restrictive means of, um, a, a defendant returning to court, which in, um, non-bail eligible offenses. So, um, that was basically meaning no, no, no bail and, um, and, and so forth. That, 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 and that's what they're going to roll back. But now, um, they've removed that least restrictive standard to bail eligible offenses. Um, so, uh, that, or, or maybe I'm saying it the other way around, but in any case, it, what it, what it basically means is that, um, this least restrictive standard is, is coming out and now judges have full discretion to hold someone based on what they view to be the seriousness of the crime as they perceive it or, um, the, 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 the defendant's habitual nature of, of repeat offenses and so forth. And basically it's going to be used to hold more people at Rikers who can't afford to pay bail um, on these low-level offenses. So it's basically re, re, totally undermining the um, intent of bail reform as passed in, in 2019 and, and only took effect in 2020. Right. And, and, um, and can, can you talk a little bit more uh, about how prosecutors have used the combination of of this system of wealth-based uh, detention and and uh their ability to manipulate the discovery process uh where they have to uh, divulge whatever evidence they have of someone's crime uh how in the past they used the two in concert to um uh, really put uh, criminal defendants who were convicted of nothing uh in impossible situations so that's what gave rise to the discovery for reform that was also passed in 2019 that um, basically brought New York up to speed with the rest of states across the country, Texas included, uh, that uh, making sure that defense, the, the defense attorneys knew what prosecutors had in their case file 
in terms of the evidence they were going to bring against the defendant. Uh, so they when, when they were talking about last week with uh, or in the last couple of weeks with potentially rolling that back, it was a way to uh, allow for um, prosecutors to withhold some of that evidence and make the defense have to sort of guess what was in their file uh, and so on. So that didn't happen. But uh, basically, when they're increasing the number of people who are going to Rikers and being held there, on bail, you're going to increase the number of people who do um, plead guilty just to get out of the situation, you know, a, a hellish situation there at Rikers. So um, right. that's sort of it's a return to that coercive use of bail. Um, so it's not just um, to hold someone to, to, to detain them. It's also to get them to to plead out to resolve the case. So that, 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 that's which is what the DA's offices. That's how they resolve ninety seven to ninety nine percent of their cases, like, something like that. Um, so right, yes. and and, and Go Governor Hochul made a comment the other day, kind of uh, let the cat out of the bag, where she talked about uh, how uh, uh, some of these. Uh, uh, cases that get in the media, especially, uh, it seems in the New York Post, uh, you know, shock the conscience of, of people. And, and, and she found that unacceptable. But just the way, uh, in particular, the New York Post, uh, this very, uh, right wing, uh, tabloid is, has really sort of been able to take over the conversation about, uh, criminal justice policy. Sure. We saw that in the governor's race with Lee Zeldin. We saw it in the 2021 mayor's race with, with Eric Adams getting, gaining the support of the post, uh, as well. And so now they're driving this storyline or the, the, the narrative that bail reform is responsible for the spikes in crime we've seen, uh, through the pandemic and the aftermath. Um, crime's now, uh, on the d decline, but that, of course, doesn't fit the, doesn't fit the narrative. But, um, yeah, so there, she, Hulk made that statement and was sort of uh as you say letting the cat out of the bag or um saying the quiet part on the loud out loud that you know then this is what judges see as well right they don't want to be the judge on the cover of the new york post who let someone go um without bail who then commits a serious crime and so on you know and then the new york post of course they drive the local news cycle, TV, local TV news and so on. So it just blows, blows up exponentially. Um, and they, you know, so that's, that's what they're all thinking. But then the whole idea of giving judges so much leeway is going to lead to wildly uneven, even more wildly uneven patterns that already exist among how the judge, in terms of how the judges um, hand out bail and what, what, what extent, what degree of bail they're asking for and so on uh, that already is, there's uh, significant variations among between the judges who do that. And now it's going to give, perpetuate that even more so. So it's really going to come down to wh which defendant has the good luck or bad luck to appear before a certain judge and what the mood, the judge's mood that day might be uh, and so on. So, you know, there's this innumerable uh, in, 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 in number of variables that, um, come into play. So rather than creating right. a, a rational, coherent system like they were doing with bail reform, now they're just sort of leading, leaving it up to individual whims, essentially. Right. And and, and before we uh, bring our next guest uh, into the conversation, uh, how 
large a role did uh, district attorneys play in pressuring uh, for these uh, uh, rollbacks of bail reform, including the district attorneys in the five boroughs of New York City? Been on board, pushing varying degrees of it, um, the district attorney's association and so on. Uh, has been on board with the, these changes. And again, you know, they, they're going to, uh, claim it's a public safety issue, but really when you're slowing down their, um, ability to coerce these pleas, then that just, um, messes up their, um, procedures, right? So that's, so they, they're upset. They, they can claim on the one hand that yes, it is a matter of public safety. But really, the way they operate is to uh, get pleas. Um, and if by putting pe- more people at Rikers, you're going to get them to plead out. Uh, that's all. That's fine by them.